0: Built for agriculture and powered by farm credit, AgDirect's financing terms are among the most flexible in the ag equipment business, matching the income stream of ag producers. Discover why more dealers and their customers are choosing AgDirect to finance, lease and refinance ag equipment by visiting agdirect.com. I'm Managing Editor Kim Schmidt, welcome to On The Record, here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. Rocky Mountain Equipment calls itself Canada's largest agriculture equipment dealer and the largest Case IH dealer in North America. During its investor meeting in late May, the dealership group announced an ambitious plan to grow its revenues by $500 million by 2023. Its 2017 revenues were $960 million. In addition to organic growth, RME's plan to increase revenue also includes acquisitions in its current footprint that covers much of Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba, and could include acquisitions in the western U.S. RME says a U.S. acquisition would be transformational for the dealer group. Such a move would help to mitigate a number of risks, including currency, crop, weather, political, transportation, and tariffs through risk diversification. Ag Equipment Intelligence caught up with Garrett Gandon, RME's President and CEO, last week to discuss the possibility of the dealership group's expansion into the U.S. He said any U.S. acquisition would need to meet certain criteria that includes approval from CNH, a well-run operation with a strong management team, and a large enough revenue base of approximately $100 million to serve as a growth platform in the U.S.
1: We want to make sure we go to an area that we're going to be able to provide the, the same quality of service that we are able to provide in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, where we are today. We want to make sure that we are the difference maker for the customers, for the community, for the brands that we'll represent. And it is a heck of a challenge to figure out where is the right entry point, when is the right time. You know, we think that the opportunity is great. It gives us an opportunity to spread out our geographical risk. We have even more scale, which is going to enable us to take care of the customers better take care of the communities better and and obviously support the OEMs and so I think some of the mistakes that Canadian dealers have made in the past is they've tried to do too much too fast. We want to make sure that we have the right starting points. We want to make sure that we work closely with our OEM partners to make sure that it is a win-win for everybody.
0: With the announcement of a definitive agreement to acquire two locations of John Bob Farm Equipment in Saskatchewan, RME currently operates 36 store locations. Other dealers on the move this week include Champlain Valley Equipment, Wichita Tractor, Alberta Ag Center, AgriVision, & Implement, Terry Implement, and LandPro Pro Equipment. Vermont New Holland dealer Champlain Valley Equipment has closed its East Randolph store. For now the store has been consolidated with the dealership's Berlin location. Champlain Valley Equipment is currently in the site approval and permitting process to build a new expanded location in Berlin. New Holland dealer Wichita Tractor has purchased the retail division of Price Brothers Equipment, adding the full line of Kubota equipment to its store in Wichita. Class Dealer Alberta Ag Center is opening a new location in High River, Alberta. The new location allows the dealership to reach customers in Calgary all the way to the U.S. border. John Deere Dealer Agrivision Equipment has acquired Pender Implement. The transition is expected to be completed by late August. This brings AgriVision's locations to 17. In the last episode of On the Record, we reported that Agrivision had acquired Van Wall Equipment Store in Onoa, Iowa. Sudden Stricter Implement, a John Deere dealer based in Mexico, Missouri, is acquiring the assets and operations of J.F. Rowling and Sons in Salisbury, Missouri. This brings the dealership's total locations to 12. At & Kubota dealer, Terry Implement opened a second location in Chillicothe, Missouri that will be dedicated to selling Kubota equipment. Lampro Equipment, the Northeast's largest John Deere dealer, has acquired Elder Sales and Service based in Stoneboro, Pennsylvania. Lampro now has 14 locations in New York and Pennsylvania. Now here's Jack Zemlicka with the latest from the Technology Corner.
2: Thanks, Kim. If the egg industry has taught precision farming dealers anything during the last few years, It's that no longer can they rely on singular sales of hardware and expect to grow business. For some, this has been a hard lesson learned. But the evolving market has allowed adaptable dealers to capitalize on changing technology priorities among their farm customers. The results of this year's 6th annual Precision Farming Dealer Benchmark Study, with contributions from nearly 100 farm equipment dealers, input retailers, and independent precision companies, continue the generally positive financial outlook and results dealers had in 2017. Based on the responses gathered during the first quarter of 2018, from 29 different states in Canada, about 31 percent of dealers reported precision revenue growth of 8 percent or more in 2017, more than double the 15 percent forecast in last year's report. This marks the second consecutive year dealers exceeded their higher-end revenue expectations by more than double. Last year, 23% of dealers reported 2016 precision revenue growth of 8% or more, more than doubling the 10% forecast from the 2015 report. However, dealers fell short of more modest revenue projections in 2017. Some 44% forecasted growth of 2-7% in last year's report but 2018 data shows that only 25% achieved that goal. Still, revenue declines are less significant than in 2016, when 23% reported a dip of at least 2%, including about 8% that saw a decline of 8% or more. Further analysis of 2017 revenues shows that 30% of farm equipment dealers, which account for nearly three-quarters of survey respondents, reported precision growth of 8% or more, doubling projections. However, only 23% reported revenue growth of 2-7%, well below the 2017 forecast of 45%. So what are dealers expecting this year? Overall, about two-thirds forecast revenue growth of at least 2% over 2017, with about one-quarter projecting growth of at least 8% the highest total since the study began tracking revenue outlooks four years ago. Only about 4% of respondents project revenue declines of at least 2%, a record low. Some 29% expect precision revenues to remain flat in 2018, consistent with last year's forecast. Optimism for 2018 is highest among farm equipment dealers, with nearly 70% projecting precision growth of at least 2%, and only 3% project a measurable decline in precision revenue. Back to you, Kim.
0: Thanks, Jack. Fewer agricultural producers are saying now is a bad time to make large farm investments, such as the purchase of new equipment, according to Purdue University and CME Group's June Ag Economy Barometer Survey. According to researchers, survey respondents who said now is a bad time to make large purchases dropped from 67% in May to 60% in June continuing a general downward trend reaching back to October 2016. The number of farmers who said now is a good time to make large investments also fell, although only slightly, from 27% to 26%. Of those surveyed, 13% indicated they actually planned to make a large purchase on their farm in 2018. Of those respondents, 51% said they were making the investment because a building or piece of equipment needed replacing. Earlier this week, the Association of Equipment Manufacturers released its monthly ag tractor and combine sales reports for the U.S. and Canada. Through the first six months of 2018, total tractor sales in the U.S. were up 6.5% and up 4.7% in Canada, compared to the same period last year. Combine sales were likewise trending positive, up 20.5% in the U.S. and up 3.9% in Canada versus the first six months of 2017. Although sales figures suggest a recovery for the ag equipment industry, things aren't necessarily positive for agriculture as a whole, at least currently, says Kurt Blades, AEM Senior Vice President of Agriculture. Even so, farmers are at the point where their equipment needs replacing, and many are also feeling good about what the future holds. One thing that has AEM officials concerned is the potential for a trade war, which appears to be getting more serious every day. President Donald Trump recently announced the U.S. would enact another $200 billion worth of tariffs on China. This adds to billions worth of tariffs already identified for China, plus separate tariffs on steel and aluminum tariffs and regulatory tariffs from other nations, which impacts U.S. commodities that include soybeans and other ag products. Blade says the trade concerns will have an impact on what the next six months look like when it comes to ag equipment sales.
3: I think every one of our members wakes up every day and every one of their customers wakes up every day worried about a potential trade war. We sell a whole lot of our soybeans to China, and that impacts a whole lot of farm incomes. So that's a big concern. And then farmers get double hit on that because any potential steel tariffs or aluminum tariffs have a direct effect on the price of that equipment at some point in the future. So these are big concerns that are going to impact what the next six months look like. I continue to be cautiously optimistic that trade negotiations will work out and to the point that we'll continue to have great trading partners around the world and find a place for farmer's grain, which will have a direct impact on commodity prices. I continue to be optimistic that we're going to come to an agreement on trade that allows these tariffs to expire and not be renewed.
0: The next quarter century will see a massive increase in corporate farm ownership, as well as the rise of even more technologically sophisticated farm equipment, according to research from the Association of Equipment Manufacturers and the Context Network. The report says the following three trends will have a significant impact in the near future. Changes in farm ownership structures, fierce competition among precision agriculture makers, and the rise of a new sort of trusted advisor. The AM report contends that farms will become even larger over the next 25 years due largely to economies of scale. The timing for these changes to occur is undeniable. According to the research, for every farmer under the age of 45, there are more than two who are over the age of 65. The average age of farm operators is 58, which is the highest it has ever been. More than 80% of farm operators surveyed in the report are using yield monitors, GPS, and soil sampling technologies. The research also found that farmers look positively on the production gains that come from precision ag, but they desire a single platform that ties together all aspects of their operations. In 2017, investments in agricultural technology reached an estimated $2 billion. With more industrial-style farms and a growing array of technological advances, growers will have a greater need for advice from a trusted advisor, a general opportunity for equipment manufacturers according to the report. Ultimately, the role of the trusted advisor will be filled by whoever the farmer shares their data with to help them manage and int- interpret it. And now from the implement and tractor archives. Versatile's first transaxial 2000 full type combine rolled out of the factory on June 24, 1981. The prototype for the combine had been in the field for three years, being tested, modified, and perfected along the way. But the first designs for the prototype began as early as 1972. According to the July 1981 versatile inside communicator, in more ways than one, the building of the Combine had been an innovation. Time was short and the task momentous. A new approach was therefore required and the idea of a task force was born. This task force, which became known familiarly as the Combine Group, cut across traditional organizational lines. Selected individuals from design engineering, manufacturing, quality control, and manufacturing engineering worked as a team to establish action plans and solve problems. A critical path was established and work began. It was a tight schedule and left no room for error. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to Schmidt at lessitermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.